Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives into the minds of some of your favorite celebrities. This is Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. Okay, world. Why do I get so excited? Why do I get so excited? Because not only do I get to talk to you, but I get to talk to amazing people. It doesn't change. It only gets better. Wow. You know what's crazy is that I say that and I mean it. And what I say... Well, there's actual proof behind it. There's actual proof because I continue to talk to amazing people, which is reason for me to continue to be excited about each and every single episode. This is what Gold Mines is. Gold Mines is a place where we give you people that are going to give you gems. Write that down. Somebody write it down. I don't have a pen. Somebody write it down. Gold Mines is a place where we give you amazing people that will give you amazing gems. Coin that. Today's episode will be no different. A true gold mine. Not just because they're an amazing person who's had an amazing career, who's built an amazing family, who simply is the example of what you should be in the business that pulls you right, left, up, down. Just a solid stud of an individual. Okay, I think I can say my sister. I can call her my sister at this point because we go that far back. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the legendary Gabrielle Union, the gold mines. Hey, Gab. What's going on? I'm happy to be here. Oh, man, I'm happy to have you here. This is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, Gab, because I really know you. I really know you. You do. <laughs> and, you know, it makes me question, like, you know, how much of you do you feel the world really knows at this point? <laughs> how much of the real you do you feel like they know? Like 50, 60% probably. 50, 60%. Uh, yeah. How many years now? How many years have you been in the business, Kat? I started in 1995. Really? That was my first job. That was my first job, yeah. 95. I'll tell you what. Black doesn't crack. I know a lot of people say it, but they mean <laughs> it. They mean it. Not only looking good, but doing good. Gab, when you say you started back in 1995, I think the best question to start any interview is the why, right? It's the why. Why acting? Why was acting your first choice? It wasn't. Yeah, no, I wanted to, I was in school at UCLA. I had an internship at a modeling agency just for extra units without having to go to class. And I took that just out of pure laziness because I was paying for college myself. And turns out when you pay for things yourself, you, uh, you tend to put a little fire under your ass to get it, you know, to, to finish. So yeah, I was just trying to get through college so I could start studying for the LSATs, which is a test you had to take to get into law school. And I wasn't doing well on those practice tests. I was doing poorly, very like awful. And so I was trying to just buy time. And coupled with my very low self-esteem, 
I just wanted somebody to choose me. So I had had this internship at a modeling agency as office help for the kids department. So that's TV, film, commercials, modeling, all of that. I'm just office help. So when that ended, they were like, would you ever be open to being a client for us representing you? And again, my self-esteem was on the floor. And I was like, somebody thinks I'm cute enough to perhaps pay me to stand around and smile? And they're like, I, I think so, perhaps. And that's what I got into. And so the first job I went out for was Saved by the Bell, the new class. And I got it. It was like a little guest star role, two lines. I was mistletoe girl number two, got it. And I was like, this feels amazing to feel wanted. Um, and then it just kind of kept going. And then the next big job that got me my SAG card was the first episode of Moesha, season one. Wow. You, you said three times thus far, you said feel wanted. Somebody wants me. Somebody thinks I'm pretty enough. Since I've known you, you've been such an advocate for the uplifting of others. I mean, especially, you know, women, especially black women, right? And being a voice behind, you know, why that head should be up high, why you should believe in yourself, why that confidence, self-confidence is something that we all need. And if you don't have, it's okay to voice that so that others can help you in gaining and getting. You've just been a positive person in that regard. What is it about your past? Like, what's the thing that puts you in a position to feel like you weren't wanted? Where, where did those feelings come from? They came from my childhood, right? I'm one of three girls and my dad wanted three boys, got three girls and sort of treated us like little dudes. And, you know, you toughen up little boys. Like it was very much strict gender roles and, and, and assigning us, you know, dude attributes that are supposed to make us tougher, which, you know, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. What it made me was feel very insecure and not, I, I never heard compliments about like what I look like, which some would say, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you know, encourage somebody's brain. You're supposed to encourage them athletically, basically, you know, decentering the need for little girls to be told they're beautiful all day, which they did. Right. So on one hand, it probably sounds like the right thing to do, but what my takeaway was I'm ugly. If no mm. one's saying I'm pretty, like my cousins, they were, you know, they were lighter skin than me. They had different hair texture than me. They were getting called princess and beautiful all day long. And then it got to me and I'm over there doing like basketball, ball handling drills. And they're like, jumper looking nice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you know, and I wanted, I wanted different compliments. I wanted a different kind of attention. <laughs> You know, my dad just, he just wouldn't, he just would not give it up like at all. And then all the women that he would, you know, notice and make comments on, none of them looked even remotely close to me. Mm. Um, and my mom doesn't, you, you see my mom, my mom mm -hmm. looks opposite of me. Um, or at least I thought so at the time. And I just felt invisible and I felt mm -hmm. hideous. I felt like Quasimodo. And so anytime I could get an ounce of attention from a boy, from a teacher, from literally anyone, I was, you know, diving in head first and I wanted it. I wanted that kind of validation. And so going into this industry is on the one hand, like somebody might say yes, mm -hmm. but on the other hand, you're going to hear a billion no's because that's mm -hmm. just the nature of Hollywood. But luckily I started hearing yeses and I started hearing you know, oh, she's cute. Or like, I, you know, I think she's different, you know, compliments that I was desperate for. 
do you think after you got to the age of realization, right? Because I mean, you know, as a parent now, the thing that I realized most is you don't know what's going on inside that child's head till the child tells you or until you dig and pry for information. And, you know, because of course the times that we're living in now, you have to pry extra hard and you have to make sure that you're not just present, but that you're supportive in every aspect. It's a job within the job, right? For you, when that realization hit, how long was it before you kind of like were comfortable with figuring out where the source of the feeling that you desperately wanted was going to come from? Because the acting side of it came in college. I mean, at this point, you're in school. So were you, yeah. were you still struggling with that in school or was it being sufficed a little bit in, in the college side? In college, I'm getting great grades. And so okay. that validation is coming in my grades. That Got validation it. is coming from being, you know, chosen by professors. But it always mm-hmm. kind of came down to being seen by other people. Like I was never in a, I never felt I was in a position to validate myself. It mm-hmm. always had to come from good grades or a professor saying, oh, you know, can you lead this discussion group or pointing out a paper that I turned in or something that fed me and I yeah. needed it desperately. So I've always been damn near close to a straight A student my, you know, my whole academic career because I needed it so badly. So now it's like, you know, as I'm raising kids, especially raising, you know, black girls, I recognize the need. I can see it. I can smell it from a mile away. So mm-hmm. I try to recognize their whole being, not just the parts that make me the most comfortable or the parts that I've been you know, told that these are the things that you need to really highlight. I try to highlight their entire being. I try to yeah. praise their entire being and well, independent of how it makes me feel. Yeah, because yeah. I've mean, been there. You've been there. Yeah, you've been there. You have not just experience, but there's a, a high level of relatability. And it's crazy because then you get into acting. Like you said, this is where you're going to hear a bulk of no's, right? And you don't know how long those no's are going to last until you get to a position where the yeses start to roll in. But let's fast forward. I mean, shit, you start to hear yeses. And not only do you start yeah. to hear yeses, oh my God, Gabrielle Union is now the it girl. Gabrielle Union is now in a position to be the next big thing. And she's beautiful. She's talented. So now the thing that was missing, now you're getting it. But now it's coming fast. So now that it's coming fast, I mean, you're on the opposite side of the spectrum here. How was it dealing with that in the beginning stages of that like door opening so fast and then the wolves of validation and telling you the things that you never thought you were here? You're hearing so much. You're needed. You're necessary. We want you. We need you. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. We got to put her in front of the camera. Oh God, put her on a poster, put her here. How are you then dealing with that? Oh, at first I just dove in. It felt so good. It just felt like the most perfect bathwater ever. I was just luxuriating. I'm doing backstrokes. I'm loving this. Like I, this is, this is it. And then you go from it girl to shit girl. And you're like, but wait, 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 wait. I've read every article. I read all the lists that you guys put me on. I thought I'm this new young ingenue. I I believed the hype. I believed what they said. Mm -hmm. I believe my own press. And then you go from it girl to shit girl. And now you can't trust anything. And you Mm -hmm. realize so much of this industry is smoke and mirrors. And if I don't believe it myself, I can't be at the whim of a journalist or a studio head deciding if I am worthy or valuable or beautiful or whatever, because it's, they give it and they take it away. So I had to figure out pretty quick 
how I can validate myself and still maintain my integrity and my passion for doing mm-hmm. this. Cause at first it mm-hmm. was just that constant stream of validation and being chosen, but then you get to like more challenging roles. You're like, I got chosen for this, but am I qualified? Mm-hmm. And then I needed to figure out how to get better to become a better artist, to become a better coworker, to become a better mm-hmm. friend and lover in this space. Because, you know, it's very easy as you start feeling like you're going down to be grabbing and trying to take other people down with mm-hmm. you to make mm-hmm. sure that you're not the only one feeling this low. That was a, that was a big, you know, internal fight. Did anybody act as a voice or support system for you at the time? Like, were there any other women that were, I guess you could say people that you were looking up to, right? Like, I can't believe yeah. that I'm in the same room or in the same space, or I have the opportunity to talk to, like, were you able to leverage and or lean on to any of those people at those points in your career? And if so, who were they? Who, who were the women that acted as a major support for you and to you? Oh, I've had so much support. I don't ever want to question the why, but I have been incredibly lucky, blessed, uh, privileged to be seen as someone that a lot of, you know, our OGs, our greats just weren't interested in watching fail. And yeah. so from the very beginning, Tisha Campbell and Tashina Arnold, Regina King, they were very interested in watching me thrive and not watching me fail. Uh, Jennifer Lewis. All amazing women, by the way. All amazing. Yeah. You know, I've seen them over the years for all of us. They've been like, come here, come here, get up off the ground, come here. I got you. We're going to figure this out, but I'm letting you know, looking you dead in your face, you're wrong. You screwed the pooch on this one and we're going to have to figure this out. And, you know, Tisha went as far as getting me therapy, like paying for a lot of therapy for me. And I'm still with that therapist to this day, 25 years later. That was the biggest. Yeah. That was such a tremendous gift. That comes from a person once again, that's been there as well. When you see a person that's taking the same step that you may have taken or that you took and then immediately changed the direction, you don't want to see somebody you care about do the same thing. And that's the real passing of the baton, right? Like when you're really trying to support and protect the individual that's next or that has an opportunity to be next and you want them to get to a place to where they're happy about their success and happy about the accomplishments. I mean, those are the heroes in our business that you don't hear about the stories enough. And that's what I love about this like podcast because I'm able to show rather because it's now becoming so much more than just a podcast. But it's like when you start to hear these stories and you hear about the relationships that were formed and how they've been held on to and, you know, a person's start to the middle to then not the finish, but just there now, it's kind of dope to see where the bright lights really got brighter and how different the bright lights are. And hearing you talk about something like that, like giving me a therapist that I'm still with until this day, like now understanding the ports all, but like really, 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 really put me in a place to just grow. Like you're talking about the growth stages because they don't give you, they don't tell you all the shit that gets thrown at us, right? In the, in the entertainment business. And it happens fast. And you have to have that though. I mean, and I don't know if you remember that first conversation we had at that Super Bowl party when you had just gotten in town and it was like pouring into each other. Some of my realest conversations have come with you. Some yeah. Of my, some I mean, of my but it's like, you gotta... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, but it's like, you have to, if once you learn, once somebody poured into you, you got to hit somebody else to game. Yeah. And I think we've both been very lucky that we've had so many people who have hipped us to game and didn't want to watch us circle the drain. And they, yeah. they reached out before we hit rock bottom. I remember you just giving me the feeling like it was going to be okay. Right. I remember I was like, the divorce shit was really, all of that shit was happening so fast. I mean, it was, it's going to be what it's going to be, you know, but you're, when you say things like that, your version of expectation is that it's going to be the worst. And just being, being in an environment with someone and someone going, no, look, you're going to be all right. Here's, here's how it normally works out. Here's how it breaks down. Even after those conversations where, you know, it's starting to bubble for me. And I think the best thing about the set of Think Like a Man, and I, you know, Gab, I've told this story, I've told the story a numerous amount of times, was that that's when I got to see what real supported teamwork look like right like that's that's when i got to see people really kind of be aligned and be on the same page of just amplifying like that i don't i don't get the opportunities after if that cast did not set me up in the way that they did with the material that was there and nobody was selfish nobody was upset nobody had an attitude um that cast allowed me to really get off and ad lib, add and do things and do fun. And were high-fiving me along the way. Until this day, I am willing to take back steps and allow any and everybody on any type of production to do their thing. Because I remember what it felt like for you guys to do that for me. And those relationships, when you talk about you, you talk about uh, Regina, you talk about Taraji, you know, Lala, Megan. I remember you guys like, and I was really holding on to that title of sisters at the time. And the same thing with Romney, Terrence, Gary, Jerry, you know, like that, that group, Michael, that group that we put together, I, I feel like you couldn't have picked a better bulk of individuals to experience that with for me. And then be able to come back and do it again. It's pretty fucking dope. But your guidance, just your knowledge of just knowing me, that played a major part, Gab. You know the okay heart. Well, you know, yeah. listen, we've all... <laughs> You know the okay heart pretty well, <laughs> I do, I do. And, you know, but, but it, was, it was interesting because we had come off a pilot, that Fox pilot, that was such a tremendous opportunity. And you're like, well, there's this other movie that's happening. Uh, with Will Packer and Tim Story, and I think you'd be great for it. But Gab, you might have to like fight to get it. You know, I'm gonna do my part, but you know, you might have to fight for this opportunity. But it's it's gonna be a, it's everything. And so I was like not really tripping that much because I thought our show was gonna you know still be on yeah. air today. I thought yeah. we were gonna be like the mash of you know Fox. Um, if you don't understand when she's referring to a pilot, she's referring to, you know, a television show. Of course, these television shows before they make it to TV, you got to go through the beginning stages. You got to go through the rigmarole. And that pilot is the first episode that acts as the example that the studio should see and that they test. And hopefully if it comes out on the right side, you make it to the next stage of network television. And in this case, you know, hey, we, we got a we got a live. This is oh. this is it. This is, hey, it. Dave, did you buy something already? Because I did. 
<laughs> Did oh, you buy? Oh, I, I bought some. I'm already got a new car. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to them right now. I'm talking to them about what I'm trying to get. So once this check come in, and I told them it's going to be followed by probably 12 more because we getting 12 episodes. Yeah, yeah. But this show, you cannot tell me, Gab, that we did not have not only an amazing cast, but the, the best opportunity to get a show on air. I felt like it was so grounded, so well-rounded. It I was really so did. good. It was so good. I wonder if I can get it. Can we like, like air it? I don't see why I'll, we shouldn't be able to. I would love to get it just to let people see. If I could show just the amount of palettes that I've done that haven't made it that I felt were <laughs> fucking great. How many pilots deep are you? How many pilots do you oh, think you've done? Oh, I don't, I don't, I mean, at least seven or eight. Oh, I'm way past. Right. But yeah. each one, I met one of my best friends. So Really? Essence and I did a pilot. Yeah, that's how Essence and I became close. We did a pilot playing sisters. The thing about family at NBC still hurts. Didn't go. I mean, they're I did an Army Wives spinoff. I did an Army Wives spinoff in South Carolina. Oh, I mean, there's so many. There's so many. It's so sad. God, I didn't think it was that big of a deal if I got Think Like a Man or Not. And then it was like, oh, wait, I need a job. I need a job, Kevin. Kevin, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? And then it turned out I didn't have to really do anything. It was just like, yeah, you it was know, fucking like, a layup. I remember I talking to Packer. I said the credibility, like you, you need the the credibility because you have to remember, like I was bubbling, I was in the break, so I wasn't like a crazy, crazy household name. And we were like, we got to surround ourselves with the premium version of personnel that delivers that. And there was no question. It was like. None. It was like, you, you got to do it. And Tim, what I got to say about Tim, Tim's story, who acts as our director, Tim's story is, Gavin, I, I hope you know this, and if you do not know, Tim's story is one of the biggest voices in the room on your behalf. I have personally witnessed it. Tim's story is a Gabrielle Union and a Regina Hall advocate. I've seen it with my own two eyes. That man's voice and temperature when it's time to speak up for the women that he knows delivers, will deliver. Taraji, I won't leave you out because I've seen it as well. Like he has had a strong sense a couple of times that I've been able to witness, like a real backer of yours too. So that little Tim Story, Will Packer partnership that I was able to embed myself into uh, are writers and have been for the union. That's something, something. I literally was just DMing him back right before I hopped on with you. It's the truth. I want to I want to know now. Right. Like you've been able to do a lot of roles and you're known for quite a few of them. Right. Like quite a few, of course, have stood out. And I mean, one of them has gotten so big to the point where it's now a Halloween costume. Right. Like uh, when you talk about bringing yeah. it on, you see the younger generation embrace it and do things. And it's like, OK, wow, these are cultural flags in the ground but then you went on to do various different projects very different roles uh one of my favorite of course was being mary jane right and in that the reason why is because i felt like it was a, a role that you were able to embrace embody and kind of let loose kind of let loose it what is the role that you felt in your career gave you the most opportunity to show the progression in your craft what's the role that you said this is the one that's going to fuck people up this is the one that people are going to go oh she's in her bag what's the one mm. for you it was probably 
Cadillac Records. Oh. Cadillac oh. Records, directed by Darnell Martin. And it was like me and said, so like, yeah. you know, like, if I can work with a friend, I'm, I'm going to jump at the chance. Obviously, like mm-hmm. said, is like an emotional support animal for me. But he was tremendous in that. Um, but that role, it was so close to my heart because it reminded me so much of my mom. And it was the first time I really tried to craft character. And I wasn't just relying on first-person accounts to inform my work. I actually okay. crafted character, did my research, and was so emotionally invested in the proper telling of this woman's story, which was very different for me. And then after that, that, I think people were like, oh, she can do this. I don't know if we want to see it all the time, but when she can't, she is, her ability is there. So that was probably the one that changed it. I mean, look, as you know, I'm, I'm more than a fan. I mean, the reason why my questions thus far has been like, you know, about that journey in acting because I followed it. You know, I mean, right now we're developing and I'm, you know, knocking on wood daily after this writer's strike to get that in a position to not just happen, but for you to basically be able to put that world of fucking character on display. More Gold Lines with Kevin Hart after this. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Now more from Kevin Hart on Goldmines. All right, so again, wait, we're talking about all these projects, right? And I talked about my favorite. We talked about, you know, the things that the young girls are now dressing up as. Those are the Halloween costumes. I talked about being Mary Jane, which is my favorite, um, because I got to see work. You told me Cadillac Records was where you felt like you got down, but you're not done. Right? Like, you're still yeah. fucking doing stuff. You're still working. A uh, movie coming out on Netflix This is called The Perfect Five. Tell me something about that. Ooh, older woman finding herself at a career crossroads has to basically start over, beg one of her nemesis for a job, and she accidentally falls in love with said nemesis's son. 
played wow. by Keith Powers, who we both know Keith. He's an amazing young guy. Yeah. Um, very, very talented guy. Talented dude. Some people say he's easy on the eyes, but he's way more talented than just incredible good looks. But yeah, so it's, it's really <laughs> fun. It's another one that we got to do with our friends. So it's uh, Lala is in this, Aisha Hines, Gina Torres plays Keith's mom. We have a uh, directed by Numa Perrier. We've got Stilo. Stilo Brim is in it. Uh, we got Jungle Pussy. It's that we have so many great, fun people in this, and it's based on Tia Williams's best-selling book, The Perfect Crime. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. But I don't really know too much about being an older woman at a career crossroads, dating a younger man. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. a lot about that. So I really had to. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't come in with any experience. Yeah, you didn't come in with experience about that. Pretty much, None. you would just say, "I'm gonna wing it. I'm gonna wing this. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm gonna like be super method." Out. Yeah. Yeah. Are there days in the household where you say to yourself, I got you, you young bitch? Like, have you ever said that to D? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> only when it comes to like, trivial pursuit type things or watching Jeopardy or we're playing past the ox or ox king and his musical knowledge only goes to a certain, you know, era. Whereas mine, I could go back through, you know, mid fifties, you know, through probably solidly through the early, somewhere around, uh, a Bay Bay, uh, somewhere around there is when I probably really peak with my musical knowledge, but that's a pretty nice stretch. And, um, and I cover a lot of genres who wins in that regard, because I'm sitting there thinking, right? Like if I'm the younger guy and I got an opportunity to land like the mature older woman that has this quality and prestige and premium certified stamp on her, that's a big deal for the young fish. But then is it a bigger deal for the older, premium, certified, credible, mature woman of prestige to go and grab that young fella. Like, whose side gets the, who gets the W there? Ooh. I'm confused. It's who gets Ooh. the W between U and D? Like, who, who gets the W here? I think, he, the- I think he gets the W. I think he gets the W. Because you and I both it's know just big, I'm not his only older gal that he has dated in life. We were both very aware of that. And so I feel like my credit alone really separates me from the pack. Uh, the fact that I have dental and vision, I think, separates me from the pack. Um, yeah. The yeah, fact okay. that I'm amazing at Jeopardy and all other old people games. I think you're these right. things come in handy. Now, can I drop it low and get back up without no. a lot of no, uh, commentary? No, gotta, no gotta not at all. you got to no. bring in that machine. So I could be like, yeah. yes, <laughs> I will write you now because <laughs> my hips aren't all jammed up. I got to stretch. Let me stretch. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. I got a little Charlie horse. I'm going to pound my leg on the side of the bed. Actually, I'm just going to let it free. I'm just going to let it be free over there. I'm just going to let it be free. Use the ground as leverage. Yeah, I hate to use it as a segue, but I have to. I got to use it as a segue because I know just everything you're doing. Uh, you got another project. <laughs> you got another project talking about your journey to fifty. Ooh. What you're gonna do on BT Plus? Is this what we're doing? Are we opening up the world of what that means now, or are we just further diving into your story here? Give me the deets of what this is giving. 
This is about really wanting to find myself and who I want to be for the next 50 or 60 years. My great grandmother lived to be 110. And so that is my new barometer. I don't feel old. I feel young. So it's like, well, who do I want to be? I want a different level of freedom. I, don't, I want a different level of knowledge of self. And to me, whenever I have felt most free, I have been on the continent of Africa. So I wanted to mm. take as many people as I could, different generations of folks, to a, a number of countries. So we hit four different countries in Africa in celebration of my 50th. We started in, in Zanzibar, Tanzania, went over to Accra in Ghana, went down to wow. Namibia, and then down again to South Africa, to Cape Town wow. and Joburg and Soweto. Yeah. Wow. I mean, first of all, it's such a good time. Such a good time. And I like the premise. I like the premise behind it. Yeah, but it's like what you're doing. Overall, I like that there's still excitement because there's still a gain. Now, we talked about acting, but I got to ask you about business, right? Acting is just one tier. It's one tier to who you are. It's one tier to what you do. Now, there's been this discovery of business and a high level of understanding for opportunity in business. And what I'm seeing and what I'm loving is you take your likeness and allow your likeness to put you in the opportunity to make very powerful deals, deals that have given you the opportunity to have equity and then have given you the opportunity to go create your own brand and something that presents the world of longevity and your last name to be attached for something that can be last or that can last forever. I mean, right now there's uh, I know that you're dealing with fitness. I know that you have a hairline. Um, what else? I know there's, there's three, uh, but I'll stop there and I'll, I'll leave the, the world open for you to further get into. But even the things that I've seen you and Duane attach yourselves to, right? Like uh, the, the commercial about the mattress. And it's like, it seems to be a very like strong focus point for the attachment and the things that you're trying to elevate. What sparked the world of business for you? Just understanding that it was open to me. You know, I think for so long coming up in this industry, it felt like expanding on even your own name felt like something that was for somebody else that didn't look like me. And then when I start to see people that I know personally that I can ask, be like, yo, okay, how did that work? Uh, okay, well, what lawyer did you use? Or tell me more about your deal structure. Talk to me about equity. Talk to me about extending equity to other people. Then it felt like something that was for me and within my grasp. And I just dove in. So whether it's like getting into fit on early and becoming one of the faces of fit on because listen, diabetes runs all up and through my family. I have my own, you know, health challenges and I know that health and wellness is one of the avenues that can get us on the right track as a people and certainly as a family. So that was something I really leaned heavily into kid snacks. It's literally started from looking at the back of what was in, you know, the snacks that I was feeding my children and being like, Ooh, uh Oh, maybe I'm contributing to said diabetes and I'm working against myself. So joined up with two other moms and became founders of a company called Bitsy's, which we basically say no sketchy stuff. And it's all things that are good for you, low sugar, and they are, and they taste amazing. So then we went into Proudly, a company that Dwayne and I are founders of. It's a baby care line that centers the needs of melanated children because our skincare is different. We have different skincare needs, so we need different 
products that come in contact with our baby's skin, diapers, all kinds of the range of skincare treatments. We wanted to have it all in one house. What else? I'm, uh, oh, Flawless. Yes. Flawless by Gabrielle Union. By like, yes. line. Yeah. And it came out of, you know, I spend a lot of time in hair and makeup and I see the prices of certain things. And I was like, well, what if I created my own line? I can control for the price. I want to make sure nothing is over 10 or $11. I want to make sure that it works where I'm using ingredients that are not working, actively working against our health and wellness. And I want it to be in stores that not just want black and brown dollars, but actually don't mind black and brown bodies in the stores. And they're not going to criminalize our customers. And that is what I've been working my tail off for. And there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of things I don't know. But I think as long as you stay humble and you stay asking questions and approach it from a place of constantly learning and being open to learning and being led sometimes, it's been a gloriously challenging experience. But I say gloriously because with each challenge, I'm like, oh, wait, now I know how to soar. I was literally about to say it. Like when you say challenge, I think the, the thing to highlight, though, is like, you know, finding that other thing to be excited about. Right. Like, you know, the world and opportunity and entertainment is one tier. And it's not that you unlock that other tier that you realize how many other things are in front of you that are in arm's reach that you can possibly gravitate towards and really soar in. But when I talk about just how you're connecting these dots as you went from the nutrition, well, you're a mom. Right. And now being a mom, of course, the whole fucking landscape of priority changes because that child gets to be the first priority. So in being a mom, well, you took advantage of the things that you look at the most and it's what you're putting into that child's body. That nutrition is important. I love the idea of you creating healthy snacks for kids. And then I love the idea of you getting into just health and wellness, by the way, because it's being attached to what you've come from, what you've overcome, and how you're overcoming, and how you're trying your best to put yourself in a better position so that you don't have the problems that family members or friends have had. That's what my space and health and wellness is about. And at the same time while doing that, I also, well, as a person who didn't always feel pretty or beautiful because I wasn't told, I want to give the world a product that can help them feeling pretty, being pretty, or taking care of yourself because I'm an advocate for it. I'm a voice for it. So this world of business was well, not just business. You have a grounded, a grounded grasp on the things that you've attached yourself to because of your story. And that means that you're not promoting to promote. You're pushing because there's a need. There's a void for these things. And here's why they're needed and necessary. That's what I look at from the outside, Gab. That's what I've been able to see. And then, you know, I love how there's also a separation. I think you've done a great job. You know, we, we mentioned Dwayne for a second. And, you know, you guys are friends, family to me at this point. I love that within the household, there's the world of Dwayne and that's Dwayne's world. And then there's the world of Gab and that's your world. And then I, I like how you guys are finding ways to bring that union together. You know, the Gatorade commercial that you two had. Uh, so fucking dope because it's so true. You are a competitive jackass when you want to be. In that regard, yes, in that regard, watching you guys find a unique way to highlight that, it was special. Where did the idea for you guys to kind of synergize when and where you could come from? 
Where was that presented? You know, it has to be organic and it has to match both of our personalities. Sometimes there'll be things, you know, that get offered that are really for him, but they'll try to incorporate me in just as like a weird add-on and vice versa. For With Sleep Number, for example, we were in Salt Lake City and we're staying at an Airbnb for All Star. And the Airbnb had a sleep number bed. And we were like, what is this sorcery? And it's literally been the best thing that's ever <laughs> happened to our marriage. Because <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Because it's separate and like you can control your temperature. It can be different from separate. my temperature, the adjustment. Yeah. Because he's like forever hot and sweaty and I'm forever freezing. So to be able to control the temperature on your side and like, if you want your feet up, listen, I'm an older gal. I need to relieve some of this inflammation at the end of the night. So my feet need to be up. Listen, you know, he's got acid reflux. So that hug needs to be up a little bit for him. So like, we, it worked out. Like, so we were like, this is amazing. <laughs> And I don't know if it was just if we put it out there in the universe by loving this bed at our Airbnb so much. But the next thing we know, like maybe two weeks later, sleep number reached out and we were like, oh, yes. And we had just ordered the bed for our own house. And our biggest wow. thing was, well, can we get the bed for free? And they're like, yeah, weirdo. And there's some money aside yes. from that. But yeah, it was just like perfect. I'm waiting for what brave company is going to figure out how to turn this 50-50 conversation into, you know, ad agency gold. Because it's right there. I mean, uh, it's right there. I don't there. think you I have didn't, to I wait. Didn't trend for three days for, you know. But I don't think you this. wait, right? I don't, I, don't, I don't think you wait on it. When you say wait, if you notice, like from the outside, you see how I'm looking at just what you're doing. And of course that's coming from a business mind and just watching how the dots are connecting and what's being built. I think there's now a way for you guys to create whatever that thing is. And by the way, for our listeners, Gav is talking about, you know, she did an interview and in an interview she mentioned just how they basically are 50, 50 in our household, right? Like she has her responsibilities and he has his. And then uh, some of the internet, of course, reacted how only people on the internet can, which is in the uproar. And there was another uh, side of people that was like, well, it's so cool and responsible that they both give each other responsibilities. And by the way, it's their household. That's the part that I, that I felt that was just overlooked. Like at last I checked, they live in this house. So what does it matter to anyone else? But I like that you always have a solid foundation to what it is that you're doing. And when you voice things, it's because of your comfort in doing it, not because of the reaction. Well, the things I try to get a reaction for, and everyone slides right past it. I wasn't even talking about 50-50. I was talking about the stress of being yeah. everyone's answer, right? We've talked about this at length over the years, but like when you become the person in your family that has quote unquote made it, whether you're making 30,000 or 30 million or 30 trillion, you become the answer to everyone's yes. problems. And yeah. it changes the nature of, is this love conditional on what I am providing? Or do you really love me for me, whether I say no or not? Um, mm -hmm. But that added stress. And I tried to explain that, you know, because most people are like, you're married to a very wealthy person. Of course, he's paying. So why would you ever be stressed? And I'm like, oh, no, no, we we split everything and I'm still stressed. And part of the reason why we split things is to be the only other person in each of our lives where somebody is meeting us halfway. 
And that to me was it. the more profound part, you know, because we're like it. in every other aspect of our life, we are a hundred percent taking care of somebody else. But in this part of our life, we are meeting each other halfway and being each other's help me in a way that neither of us has ever really known. And that was the bigger conversation, or so I thought. You can't react to the to the shit of the shit. But when you talk about an understanding that two people that are joined in union agree upon that basically puts you both in the best position to love each other better and harder, I think it's dope for y'all. And by the way, I get it. I see where you're, you're coming from, and I get the reason and decision behind it. And, you know... What what I think the world of today forgets is it's okay to not agree with something and just like it's not it's not a bad thing to just go yeah I don't really get that and just keep going but there's like this temperature of well now we gotta hold on has to be addressed <laughs> it's, it's actually okay it's not as crazy of a situation as sometimes people present it to be. And I feel like you are in a unique situation as the person who delivered our wedding speech to really have a good understanding of my sense of tit for tat and my competitive nature and what's good for the goose. Listen, yes. I am backstroking yes. as the motherfucking gander. And, and, and Dee's like, listen, it's not like I'm chasing you around if I buy a, you know, a bag of Doritos where you're like, where's the half of the Doritos? Yes. And he would like to point out that it is easier to go 50-50 with somebody who you know can handle 100%. And it's not for a lack of offering. It doesn't matter. Here's what matters. What matters is, me and my husband said it's dope to do this because we feel that nobody else is doing this for us. So for us, we're going to come to the table this way. This is how we choose to eat at our table. By the way, we're eating fine. So until we're not even fine, we have to readjust how we eat. And by the way, it's for us. That's why it's your household. So it doesn't matter. I got to take another moment right now, man, just to highlight when you talk about you're always learning, you're always growing, and you're improving, right? And this is just not like in life, in business. This is just as a person. Zaya, who is now, of course, um, a person that you not only love, but support at the highest level and have supported at the highest level. I want to say, like, as a person like that's been on the inside talking to D and you through this, the biggest thing that you guys have highlighted to me was the level of education and understanding that you guys have been able to embody along the way on this journey. And by journey, I mean the journey of making sure that you're supporting correctly, right? Being vocal about love, why love, and not even having a question behind it. How much has the learning and understanding of that world, how much has it done for you guys as a household? And how much has it done for Zaya, right? Like what's the world of reaction and notification of how much my family is riding with me? supporting me through my journey how much is that like amplified the wade household today oh yeah it goes back to and i have to credit my mom she took us to our first gay pride parade at eight years old we had just moved to the bay area up north in northern california and we went to san francisco for the gay pride parade and my mom bought us little buttons that said straight but not narrow minded and we wore those buttons and my mom always wanted to make sure that 
that we were aware of and comfortable with and respectful of cultures and folks and people that have grown up differently or have, you know, who live different lives than we do. And it started at a very young age. So I've never been uncomfortable or uneducated in it by and large. But once Zaya came out, I realized there was a whole hell of a lot of stuff I did not know. And I didn't want to leave with mm-hmm. my ignorance or my pride or even our wallet. I wanted to make sure that the education that we are getting and the openness that we are are exhibiting cuts across all socioeconomic groups. It cuts through the clutter of some of our not so great childhood memories and how, you know, folks have behaved or acted or raised us that contributed to our raising. And we wanted to make sure that we were breaking all of those trauma bonds, that we weren't going to pour into our children some of the same crap that was poured into us. We could be the last generation and start a really beautiful, healing, open journey of acceptance for not just Zaya, but ourselves. And the Mm -hmm. more that we leaned into her freedom, the more we discovered our own. And you realize that when you put a cap on your learning and when you put a cap on possibilities, you're only putting yourself in a gilded cage. And we all wanted to be free and understanding and fighting for her freedom allowed us to spring ourselves from our gilded cages and to try to make sure that all of our kids are experiencing that same level of freedom and support. But you know, Kevin, you know, I'm real quick to go up to a school. I'm real quick to, you know, I stay in a place of, I wish a MF or would. So, you know, once you establish that the schools aren't going to try. And when you are very loud about the freedom of every member of your family, then they know that it doesn't just have to stay about my family. I want to fight for the freedom of everybody's kids to mm-hmm. exist and to, it's not to be free. not specific to my household. Yes. No, it's, no. It's it, it probably starts this. there, but it doesn't have to end there. And once you get a taste of your own freedom, you want that for everybody. So thankfully, my mother planted the seed. And then we did the work to break some of those trauma bonds and make sure that we didn't bring into the next generation the crap that was poured into us. So far, so good. But I also know that there's a gang more that I need to learn. Let me give the audience just an example. When you say, like, I wish a motherfucker would, just so they can understand uh, what that means and how serious you are with that. Um, Gab and Wanda Sykes. (laughs) Gab, Wanda Sykes, and Lee Daniels are the three people. When I was going through my Oscar trials and tribulations at that time, and I had my stance of stubborn and ego, which is what I call it, of feeling like I didn't do anything and it makes it seem like I did and I apologize, I don't have to. When I say these are the three people that are friends that had conversations with me that set the light bulb off. And what you realize in these conversations is the assumption of what you think is not always what's right. And there's so much more that you can't see sometimes when you're in the fog of your own. But our conversation, Gab, until this day, was such a great conversation of understanding because I shut up and I listen, right? And of course, I'm listening because this is my sister talking and my sister isn't just talking to me to talk to me. You're talking to me because you love me and you're trying to make me see what I'm obviously not seeing. And one of the biggest and best moments of clarity for me and how that moment came across and what I couldn't see 
it came from you. Wanda's was a little more uh, rated R. Wanda cussed me out. Wanda, Wanda gave me Wanda, motherfucker, goddamn it, Kevin, look, Wanda gave me a, a real tongue lashing. Rightfully so, I understood it. And Lee's was, uh, Lee's was quick. But yours was such, it was so eye-opening from the way that you presented it with the kids and just the, the generation that has no idea of my past world of apologies that was, that just wants to hear me say that I don't or that I didn't, that just wants to know that you're not supportive of anything in that regard. Like it was such a, it was such a great moment for me at that point as just an adult, take career away, forget career. I'm talking just as a grown ass man learning at that stage, at that age, it was an eye opener. So for that, I mean, I've told you before, but just making sure that the world understands when you say like, I'm willing to ride and I'm, I wish you motherfucker. like it's, it's bigger than just the physical side of I'm here and I'll stand up. It's on all scales, on all scales of conversation, education, understanding, a voice you have been and you are. And it's admirable, right? Watching from afar, just watching you and D-Wade and just how you guys have really supported your child, have loved your child through the journey. It's an example that I think so many have learned from to date. So flowers should be given. And by those flowers, I'm just talking about the affirmation of just good shit, way to lead by example and be a parent and do the things that parents are supposed to do. We just simply love yours hard. 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 Whether I birthed them myself or, you know, we share DNA or not, Mm -hmm. you come from mine we about to go, we about to go some yeah. rounds, right? And whether that's, you know, leaving set on being Mary Jane, calling Luda, we call him Chris, but calling Luda, being like, yo, is Uncle Juan, can he fire up the jet? Because I know I got to go to Chicago real quick and let somebody have it and get back to work by the, you know, after lunch. And everyone, you know, being like, you got to do what you got to do. You know, Chris loaning me his plane, flying to Chicago, going up to the school and going toe to toe with a tenured priest at the kids school in Chicago, because he was known for, you know, discriminating racially, dispensing discipline out, you know, along racial lines. And that would be a last time father. And he was fired shortly thereafter. I was like, let's talk liability y'all. Like he is a massive liability. The ease with which I could sue y'all and win, like you guys should take that into consideration and do something about this. And now did Zaire give this little boy a two piece? Yes, he did for talking smack about his mom, not this bonus mom, but his real mom. And I was like, well, we don't play that in our household. You got one good time to talk about uh, my mama. So whatever you say, better be hilarious, amazing, because yeah. you're getting knocked out shortly thereafter. And I knew that, you know, by their rules, that was perhaps wrong. But by the rules of this household, perfect. But the boy started it and he wasn't facing any consequences. So I had to fly up there. And thankfully, with the help of my friends and my community, people were like, yes, this is this should, you know, this is what should be done. But even going back to, you know, that was probably the most uncomfortable conversation we ever had. And we've had some uncomfortable conversations because, you know, life, life has liked us. But I remember going home and being like, I talked to Kev today, and I said it was, you know, uncomfortable, obviously. And D was like, I'm sure he's like, and I'm going to go over there. As someone who loves him, I'm going to go to his house and we're going to continue this conversation. But it comes into knowing that your greatness 
can evolve and it can expand and be so much more expansive and so much more inclusive. And I hope what is in your heart that I've seen can relate and that, that people can see and it's matched by your actions and your change, mm -hmm. which I think we've seen. So hopefully people have seen what we've seen. Of course. I think what was dope about it was just like, you know, you only know who's really with you when shit hits the fan, right? Like who really loves you? Like where's your real support group? Where are the people that really care? And to our point, right? Kind of how this conversation go full circle, which is such a good moment. It's like, you know, who doesn't want to see you crash and burn? Like and those people that are there, you'll know who they are when that crash and burn moment presents itself or could present itself. And in that moment, you know, I can say that the friends that I have that had the information and had a different perception and point of view were very adamant about making me understand and see it because I was obviously being stubborn and blind to what was obvious. You know, those conversations are needed. Those conversations are necessary. And I remember talking to somebody else and I said, the biggest thing is the assumption that everyone knows. And I said, that's, that's where the problem comes in. The problem comes in with the assumption that you know or you understand where some people just don't. And the clarity that comes when given the opportunity to find out, be made aware, understand, can be life-changing can be life-changing just from the simplicity of going, oh, oh, wow. Another full circle moment as we talked about business and you're like, wow, you know, I didn't know that I could use my likeness. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, right? Like I was just acting. I didn't know that there was another extension to the business from this, but then somebody showed me and then I was like, well, what's the legal? What's this? Once you knew it was, oh my God. Oh, sometimes people need the oh moment. Yeah. It's also how we deliver it, right? I was trying to look through like the last few texts we've had or whatever. Usually I start off the conversation with Nick or what up, nigga, or hello, nigglets. You know, we're just checking on you. Nigglet. Nigglet, nigglet is your favorite. Yeah. I do, I do love a little nigglet. And um, you're my favorite little nigglet. Um, but, uh, but I remember that conversation, I just was like, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? There was, was a different tone to it. And sometimes you have to figure out the best ways of communicating aren't always your most common ways of communicating. And just mm -hmm. being open to like, there's a thousand ways to get from A to Z. And just because you have done it one way your whole life doesn't mean that's the only way. And mm -hmm. the more you open up and expand, you're like, oh, wait, there's letters that are written differently. There's sounds that I've never heard. There's sounds that I can't even, I don't even know how to make with my mouth that mean so much. Does that mean we negate all of that because it's not the path that we have followed? No. Mm -hmm. It means, oh, there's so much more we can fucking learn. Let's just be open to learning. If there's what, how many? Six, eight billion people in the world. That means there's six, eight billion ways of getting to the finish line. And mm -hmm. if you're open there's a lot more ways that we can learn how to love ourselves better and learn how to love each other better and make sure that when we offer something, whether that's, you know, amazing food or, you know, a workout routine that we are covering as many people as possible with the things that bring us joy. And I think that little shift is huge. And I've seen you make the shift and you've had to force me to make the shift, you know, 
difficult, challenging conversations, you know, in, in Vegas or just shit throughout life. But Vegas, I remember that conversation because I, I didn't think I could be any lower. Honestly, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't think that mm-hmm. there was a, a lower place for me to be. And you were like, OK, well, uh, so Vegas it is. We're going to make sure that Vegas. Yeah, we're going to make sure that you hit me with the bomb. I remember I remember the bomb. And I just I took a beat and I looked at you and I was like, all right. Okay, here we go. Okay, well, this is make sure Vegas is a uh, is a good time. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna make it a great fucking time. Is what we're gonna do, and then we're gonna come back from that, and we're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. Yeah, and guess what? We were, we were, we were okay. We were okay, and there is no space or place for lows if you do not have the confidence and understanding that highs will come after. Right. And highs will come after when you're around the people that don't kick you when you experience those lows. If you're around Mm -hmm. the people that understand the importance of reaching down and giving you a hand and grabbing you, those lows become great stories. And I can say confidently through this conversation that you guys have been all you've been able to experience today. You got to see me talk to my my loved one, my sister, my friend. And there was no, there was no space or place that I felt like I couldn't go or didn't talk because this is information that I just feel like the world may or may not know, not just about her journey and her rise to success, but her understanding of herself and the confidence that she now has in herself, that she's giving her all to make sure that the other girls that look like her and feel like her um, can have a better opportunity to feel what she now feels at a sooner time. To understanding how to love hard in your house and whether that house was put together through some world of, I guess you would say, scattered attachment. Everything doesn't have to be yours in the beginning, but when it gets there, you embrace, you embody, and you love it as if it's all one. To now talking about the confidence of 50-50 in the why. All of these things, these are all little nuggets that she gave. And it's dope to hear her talk the way she talks because I love her so much. And I know what she's been through. And the calm, poised, professional woman that you guys get to see whenever you see her, she's worked extremely hard to become that. And I hope, I hope, that you guys understand that there is no journey that's easy. They're, they're all fucking filled with a bunch of potholes along the way. But the best Ooh. cars make it. The best cars make it. And that engine in Gabrielle Union is built tough. That's a fucking tough engine. And mm. I love you. I appreciate you. And I thank you. I thank you for coming on and giving the world some gems that they desperately need. And can take away and learn from. That's what gold mines is about, Kat. No. You've been great, buddy. You've uh, been fucking great. I love you, man. <laughs> uh, I love you, man. I mean like, every single word. I mean every single word. I love you. Of course, I love the ways you give that big face ass husband of yours a hug for me. And to the world, um, I hope that you guys listen. This was a good one, man. This was a real good one. This is comedy gold mines. You know what we do here. We give you gold. We give you gold of the mines that you had no idea had so much of. Okay, everybody, listen. I want to make sure that you hold on to these dates. June 23rd going down. The perfect fine market calendar. All right, that's going to be on Netflix. And also BT Plus. She's got something coming for you. It's going to be on BT Plus. It's her journey to 50. 
titled My Journey to 50. And that's going down June 15th. June, what a great month for Gab. June 15th and the 23rd. We're going to call those Union Days. Union Days. This is gold mines, goddammit. You do me a favor. You store that gold. You save that gold because that gold will be worth something soon. Write that down. Somebody write that down. Save the gold because it's going to be worth something soon. Gold Mines with Kevin Hart is a Sirius XM and LOL radio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, Eric Eddings, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emil Garner, and Ian McDonald. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.